Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 112. It's been one week since the Switch reveal. What are our thoughts? How do we feel about it now? What information has come out? Plus, they talked about Fire Emblem recently, and I mean, I don't personally care, but these guys might. Also, Josh Thomas is here to join us and tell us what he cares about, why he doesn't care about other things, and everything wonderful in his world of Nintendo. Zach, cue the music. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Dads Podcast. My name is Zach Erickson, and tonight is January 18th, 2016. Joining me from a salty uh, hotel room in Kansas, uh, Justin Masson. What's going on, Justin? My hotel room is not salty. It is a beautiful, well-cleaned hotel room. It's great. I am a little bit salty because I had an evening nap, and now I woke up. But if I was to wake up uh, and spend my time with people, I'm happy it's these people specifically. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of other people who are salty, I don't know. <laughs> Jesse's not yeah, really I didn't salty. Help you that transition at all, did Yeah, I? no, hey, joining us as well, Jesse Waldeck from VGTribune.com. What's going on, Jesse? I think this is actually one of the better transitions you've had. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that, that hurts, is what that does. Uh,. <laughs> That's okay. Welcome to you again, uh, also good sir. And joining us as well is uh, Marty Estes uh, from the land of the South. What's going on, Marty? Not much. What about you guys? Not much. Is that going to be your thing? Like, are you okay with that? Being from the land of the South? Is that like- as long as it's not like <laughs> you know? I come from a land down under. You know, oh, that- now it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, as well, Look what you did. Special guest as well tonight, joining us, Josh Thomas from The Bit Block, uh, huge internet celebrity, and... Uh, Where's the applause? There should be applause and, waiting for me. Yeah. And a Nintendo... There yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just, I just, am... Just use that that Switch Snap uh, audio over and over again. This one? Wait, here. Yeah. It now <laughs> sounds like... You know what it sounds like? It sounds like we're all like some like 1997 like jazz... Hipster bar. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking Josh about. Thomas, y'all. I, uh, I I have to do this. I have to start off this uh, this show because I'm being harassed by my good friend Rogers Base on Facebook, and <laughs> he's not gonna let me live it down if I don't send this link. He made a picture for me, and I, I, he, he's making me set put it in the chat for this. Otherwise, I have to deal with him on a daily basis if I didn't do this. <laughs> I like how you're like, I have to deal with him. Do what? I particularly like the picture in the in the right corner. Uh, the top, top right? Top right, yes. Yep. And the Don't bottom. Ask how Roger has that picture. And the bottom right, actually. Both. Uh, <laughs> These are the kind of wonderful gifts that I get from my good friends. Yeah, right on. <laughs> well, I, I think that that uh, is a, a thing of beauty. That is, uh, that is something that is, uh, yeah, with that. Sorry, listeners, you don't get to see that. That is for our eyes only. But uh, well, with YouTube, you people on YouTube saw it. Well, there you go. Uh, with that, of of course, we're gonna head straight into the news because we got tons to talk about. It's only been a week since the Switch, and we've got a whole bunch of Switch stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it. <laughs> All right, so it has been one week as of tomorrow. Was it tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. One week since... One week since you'll see me. Yeah. Bare naked ladies. Thank you. 
Yeah, dude, Canadian band. You got to got to show Canadian represent. Love. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's been a little bit less than a week since we all got to see the the Switch presentation. Uh, one week since a poor uh, translator lost his job. Uh, all sorts <laughs> of things. Um, uh, one star reviews from Japanese translator from Nintendo. Uh, so basically, what we uh, I think the dust has settled, and uh, I think what we, what's a, a good first place to start is to really for every to for everybody to kind of weigh in on how are we feeling about the Switch now. There's been a lot of you know last episode we really were it were right off the direct we were still learning things we hadn't seen the treehouse yet which i ended up watching almost all of the treehouse stuff i think by then it was like what five hours or something like that uh yeah I, that was a lot longer than i thought it was gonna be yeah i ended up uh i actually just the other day just yesterday i got a text message say i have nine gigs a month and I got a text message from Belt yesterday saying you've used 95% of your data, and I was like, oh, it's probably because I, <laughs> that's probably because I've used, I literally streamed the Treehouse event the entire time I was waiting in line uh, to pre-order Switch, which was a good hour and a half to two hours. So I was like, <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's wow. Why. So, uh, so yeah, so that's a that's a that's a thing. So, uh, so let's go around the horn, uh, Justin. Uh, how are you feeling about the Switch? Uh, now that it has been a week, like, is there anything that you learned that changed your mind or any conversations with your wife? I now I'm just leading into what we said in the pre-show. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're just leading <laughs> the event, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I, 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 so I pre-ordered my switch on Friday morning, went through that whole process. First and foremost, if you do, if you're a like GameStop, um, and you're doing a pre-order, um, I like, and if you're not there to get the switch, get the hell out of line. Like, were there people? Serious. Yeah. There's like, there's like, there's a person there who's like, Oh, I just got three Xbox games. I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of line. Yeah. So there was a, like, I bought five Funkos. I'm like, get out of line. Like, yeah. There was I a, remember Justin being much nicer the last time God, I was on this. Podcast. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me here, folks? <laughs> there was a lady. So in, here's, yeah. There was a lady in my EB games too. She like kind of walked in and like looked at the line. She's like, I don't have to wait for these people just so that I can buy something, do I? I was like, whoa, <laughs> sorry to freaking, you know, pee in your Cheerios, lady, but like, get did, to did the these back. people not know that it was Switchmas? No, like, she was like, this was, she was like a soccer mom who was like mm, clearly put decision. out that she was going to have to wait in line to, to buy little yeah. Johnny some Xbox game that probably had too much yeah, violence. Yeah, probably. Anyways. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I, yeah, I got it. I was happy. My wife was, my wife was stoked for me. She's very happy. She's like, Oh, that's great. I'm happy that you're happy. And I'm just excited. And I was like, thank you so much. And like the next day we're sitting down and talking and she's like, so how much is this kind of shaken out to be? And I said, well, it's 400 bucks for the console Canadian, right? So this is Canadian. And I was like, and she's like, wow, that's, that's pretty high. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, what game did you get with it? And I was like, Oh, mm, you don't get a game with it. She's like, really? Okay. And, and, I, and she, I was like, but there's this one, two switch party game and maybe we'll pick that up. I think the kids like it. Okay. She's like, how much is that? Uh, 70 bucks Canadian. Okay. Uh, I said, but we're gonna have to pick up some more joy cons, you know, she's like, oh, okay, well, how much are those? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a hundred bucks. And she's like, so hold on a second. This is costing you near 600 Canadian dollars. And I was like, yeah, and I'm going to get breath of the wild. Right, so she's like, so now we're at like six hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, mm-hmm, we yeah. are, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then she kind of pauses and she 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 looks at me lovingly. She's a loving wife. And she says, um, so just so I could clarify, we could get the entire family or at least the kids new 3DSs and a whole schwack load of games for this or for for like this, the less money than we're going to pay for this device. I was like, yeah, we are. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah. And she's like, well, what's ba- it's backwards compatible, right? I was like, mm-mm, right? Like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> this is not working well. This is, It's this not is, holding up to the court. This is starting to fall apart. The scheme is falling apart. And then she's like, you know what? And and she 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 follows Nintendo. She knows Nintendo. She knows our our, our podcast. She, you know, I think being a, a wife of, of someone who does, does this, she kind of have to be in it, right? She's like, when Nintendo put out the Wii U, they put it at a price point that was easily acceptable for someone to go into a Walmart or whatever, pick it up, and it wasn't killing a bank account, basically, right? Two hundred bucks, as I recall, was about the price point. Now, if you had to pick up some more some more Wiimotes, sure, you're around three hundred bucks, but you've got your Wii Sports for it, right? And when you had Wii Sports, you picked it up, you played it, you knew what the MacGuffin was, right? That was that was the motion sensor. That was the thing right. that sold it. It became a family gaming console. Right. Uh, and that's the entry point of what Nintendo does. When we got the Wii U, we, you know, it it was backwards compatible. Your not only did your games work backwards compatibly, but also so did your Wiimotes. Right. And all the other accessories. So it was just like 300 bucks. There you go. But you still had a library with a switch. You are starting brand spanking fresh new. Right. And that is a hard pill to swallow. Now, I do recognize that our Canadian exchange rate is crap. And that's probably one of the reasons I'm, I'm bickering about this a lot more. Yeah, but it wasn't shaking, so bad like, 10 years ago, right? Yeah, but, like, when you're shaking out 600 bucks for a console, like, that's a really good point. Yeah, right? I think um, I was going to so, ask you just funny. one. Jody said to me, she said, you know, she was, if you weren't doing the podcast, I might have had a, I might have a bit more of a problem with you dropping this money, right? But for the show, for your fans, for our Patreon, and for all of our people who download it, you need to know that, right? And I, and I kind of even thought, I was like, but... But if I take if I take off my ravenous Nintendo fanboy hat, is this a logical move? Is this a smart idea? What do I want right now? I want Zelda. I want Zelda, right? Like raise your hand if you want Zelda. I want Zelda. Yeah. Can I get Zelda on Wii U? March third, I absolutely can. You know what though, Justin? And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if Nintendo has truly sold me or told the story why I need the Switch. And I don't think they've really told me what the MacGuffin, as I call it, of the Switch is. Sure, sure they have. Right, we, They've told it a million times. It's the fact that it's a home console you take with you. That's the McGuff. Then give me – really? Because they spent how much time on those goddamn Joy-Cons? No, that's, well, I think that's part of it, and the Joy-Cons are part of it, but that's, I don't it's think absolutely no, I don't, I don't think. I don't think they know what they're trying to sell. I, I think, think they're they going to do something do. like that. that you, need to bun, you need to bundle in something that when I give it to someone who doesn't have Nintendo products, they know exactly what it is. Yeah. That, was what, that was what Wii Sports did. That was what Nintendo Land did. I think that the uh, – the presentation being done in Japan for a Japanese audience definitely heard it. Uh, there was a lot that was lost in translation, so to speak. The, the focus was not where it should have been for the for a Western audience. Uh, yeah. Because there's a Western audience asking a ton of questions that maybe, maybe or maybe wouldn't be asked by a Japanese audience, and particularly about online and virtual console and purchases and things like that. But I'm... I'm exactly like you. I mean, I, I started totaling up what I owe on the Switch today, and mine was, you know, a console, an extra set of Joy-Cons, the special edition of Zelda, Ooh. and 1-2 uh, Switch, 
And I'm looking at uh, after tax five hundred and eighty one dollars and and sixty three cents. Yeah. And I mean, that's just for me to be able to get into it and be able to, you know, have a couple of games to play that first weekend and and, and my whole family play as well. I truly believe 100 percent that one two switch should have been bundled in, should have been bundled in. It should have been. Uh, It will be during the holiday season. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think it will. You know what, Josh? I think they're going to do a bundle of um, uh, Odyssey. Nah, no, they no, there's bundle no a brand the, new game, there, I don't think. No That'll be do. a brand new I, game for I, holidays. I wouldn't be shocked if they do a Switch uh, special edition, collector's Switch with Odyssey. Where, like, instead oh, of the black, it's red. I can maybe see that as a oh. sort of launch thing. I think, here's a, I think there's a couple of things. First off, I, I think... That the I I really have a problem First, with anybody. Big shout out to Jesse's wife who's hanging out. All right, Jesse's wife. right on. Hey Jesse's wife. <laughs> They're saying hi to you now. Um, hi. So so I think <laughs> I think the big I've heard I've heard the argument of oh well I can just buy Zelda on um uh, on Wii U and play it on Wii U and I think that that is I think that's a crappy argument to make for the reason of you you never buy a console just yeah, at the time that you buy a console, you're not buying it just for the games. Then you're buying it for every single game that you're going to play on the system afterwards. And so I think there is an argument to me ma- to be made for: I can't afford the console yet, and I don't have a reason, enough reason to shuffle my budget around to make this work. I'll just do that because I would rather let future version of myself deal with this problem and buy it then. And I'm choosing to delay that purchase. But I think. That just because you can play it on Wii U, you could play it on Switch, and you're going to eventually buy the Switch uh, if you are a Nintendo fan. And so, I I just don't buy that argument of I could play Zelda on Wii U. If you're going to buy the Switch eventually, why not buy it now and play Zelda on the Switch? So I think that that's that argument I've heard it a million times, and I really I don't buy into it. Uh, especially unless for some reason you think that the price is going to go down, which I hate to tell you, it's not coming going to be coming down for at least a year and a half to two years. So uh, I, I, you know what, Zach, I'm going to argue with you on that. I, I fully believe that it might come down. I think you could see a situation in this, like you might see what I might've seen the original 3ds ambassador program, right? That triggers no. something. I oh, think you, you, got, no, you got to remember if this no. thing is no, if, no simmer, simmer child. There's no way. There's no way that this thing does not move enough shelves or stuff off the shelf. It's not at a price point that you can le- easily go in. When a PS4 is cheaper than this, that comes with a game ready bundled into it. When mom and pa walk in to buy a game on Christmas time, what the hell is going to happen? Well, There's I got not- a question. How many systems is a PS4? It's one system. The Switch is two systems in one. You can take it with you. You can play it at home. Can't do that with a PS4. Yeah, well, and, I, and I think what's important too, and uh, Josh, I'm going to steal your, I'm going to steal your argument from your video that I watched earlier today. But okay. the idea, <laughs> the idea that it is okay for Microsoft or Sony at launch to charge ridiculous amounts of money for their consoles, and for some reason because their graphics, quote unquote, are better, that's okay. But if you look at all of the tech that is loaded into the Switch. And if you look at all of the additional stuff that's in those Joy-Cons, you've got full two full motion. Basically, what you're looking at, as far as the tech is concerned in those Joy-Cons, uh, the tech in there is very comparable to the kind of 
motion controllers that is included in the HTC Vive. Is it HTC? Uh, or like the PlayStation yeah. VR controllers, right? Very similar sort of two motion controllers that are exactly like that. And so those are both bundled in. And you've got uh, all the sorts of accessories that give you a variety of different options in order to use it. Uh, plus you've got all the, like there's so many different things that are included in that box in order to give it the diversity of usage that I, I really have a hard time with people uh, complaining about it being $300 when, what was the PS4 at launch? What was the Xbox One at launch? The X- it was like 400 500 oh, the, even? The, the One was 599 Yeah, and the, the Wii... PS3, yeah. Yeah, and the Wii U was 350 right? And the so, mm-hmm. like, I don't... And that was for the deluxe model. And sure, they packed Nintendo Land in there, but... I, so maybe you can knock that down you know, 30 bucks or whatever, or even 50 bucks. The Wii U was the same price. So I, I don't, I'm really not seeing it. See, the thing is nobody really, I don't remember people complaining about the Wii U price that much. And to me, it's Uh -uh. like, even if the Wii U is $300 comparing the Wii U to the switch, it's just insane how much better the switch is. It pretty much is what you thought the Wii U would be able to do. You know, you can't take the Wii U with you and it's, you know, but with the Switch, you can. To me, I look at the Switch as being you are getting a Nintendo handheld and a Nintendo home console for the price of what a Nintendo home console would be. Yeah, yeah, well, and, I, and I do agree the portability is convenient. Absolutely, right? Like, I I literally, like, I am sitting in a hotel room right now, right? I've got my... You could have it. Me. Absolutely. I'd love to be like, hey, you know what? I'm playing some Breath of the Wild. I totally get that, right? But actually, and then I, I'm going to flip the coin on this a little bit, though, right? As a parent who travels a lot, I'm actually probably not taking, I'm not going to take my Switch with me. Why? Because the moment I take the switch with me to go traveling, guess what I've just done to my kids at home? Now they can't play system. snipper clips. And now they, yeah, I'm changing the system. So now they can't play the system they want to play. Well, right? I, so that, now, so that's now, like my wife's like, it's probably not going to be undocked a lot. I was like, other than I'm going to bed and I'm going to go play in bed, maybe that's about it. Mm. Right. Justin, so, you, so, you could get two switch systems and not have this problem. Yeah. yeah. So Josh, if you can just fund me another $500 <laughs> Canadian. We can well, I mean, to be, to be fair though, if you took a 3ds, I mean, you're no matter what you take, they wouldn't have it. I mean, if you took a 3ds, they can't play the 3ds. If you took a Wii, they couldn't play the Wii. Yep. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like when I travel, the Wii stays at home. Right. So they can play that. Right. I take my 3DS with me. You That's know what I, I mean, well, right? so, what we're doing in our house is um, we're keeping the Wii U, mm-hmm. and and we're not we're, that's not going anywhere. So uh, typically, when I get a new Nintendo system, the old one gets traded in, you know, on on the on the the newer one. But we're actually keeping the Wii U this time around, and that's going to go upstairs with a TV for my kids. Uh, I so never trade anything in. I we I keep everything, um, but in, in this case, no one. My daughters and my wife really doesn't care about the switch. The only, you know, it's right now it's just me and my son and we've each pre-ordered our own unit. So we don't have to worry about sharing. Yeah. And I think honestly, this may be, I don't know, this may be just, uh, my own style of, of, I don't know, authoritarianism, but, uh, if I if I'm going somewhere and I need and I want to take the switch with me and because my my wife doesn't really care and I've got younger kids I'm like if the kids if I my kids wanted to play the switch and I had taken it with me then oh that's too bad M- maybe you can enjoy that when you get a job one day that you can go and buy yourself one <laughs> like so, you such know what an I mean? alpha like, dad you know what Hashtag I mean? like dad, dad life yeah, yeah, this is what you know, I'm seeing that's you know, why you know, I bought Nintendo, a 2ds N- for my Nintendo's son. marketing this as a home console. That can go portable. Why? Because the Wii U died before 3DS. That's flatly it. Yep. 
Exactly. You know, well, and that's I the don't thing. see it as this. I see it as a mob- as a portable system that you can dock. That's exactly so, how I see it too. Which I'm sure that's how they're marketing it in Japan because the home home system market is all but dead there. Yeah. So I don't. I'm seeing it as a more of a replacement for both. You know, I'm seeing this as like I would use this as I would use use the 3ds. Mm-hmm. And now, and if, let me make, if I were to be at home the the weekend that the Switch launches, I would probably use it more at more docked and and see that perspective from it. I would probably play more from my couch. But that that weekend that it launches is actually um, the, the the weekend we're going to have to celebrate my dad's birthday this year. So I'm going to end up actually probably picking up my Switch that morning and not even being able to open it until about two hours later. Uh, after we drive to my parents' house, dude, make and your wife so, drive, and you can just boot it up on the way there. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> alpha, uh, dad. I, 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 alpha dad. I, I expect uh, to be playing this primarily mobile and really right. only docking it if I want to do streaming. Well, that that's my thing. Is I, I feel like at, at their house, I'll probably on at least initially on the front end that weekend, I'll probably get to see more of what it's like as a mobile device. Yeah. than a home console. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of my fears is actually that, you know, cause Nintendo is saying, Oh, you know, this is, you know, we're going to keep the 3ds around. This is like another pillar of Nintendo entertainment and it's not, you know, uh, it isn't a handheld or whatever. Um, my fear is that, that maybe they'll follow through with that and they will release some other machine in a couple of years. And that is going to hurt the switch pretty hugely. I think, I, cause like yeah. one of the big things about the switch to me, and I've thought this from the second they announced it, is, oh my God, every single Nintendo developer is working on one platform. Imagine if every Nintendo game, every game that came off out on a Wii, a 3DS, and a Wii U from 2010 until 2016 was on one system. And the third-party games that came on those, one system. Imagine how successful and amazing that system could be. But if they decide to say, oh, we got the Switch, and now we got this other sequel to the 3ds that's going to like really split that and you're going to be back to that problem where the developers are working on this and the other system one nintendo system i think is such a good thing moving forward so i really hope they keep that as their vision and i think i think as well going along with that because of uh because of the potential for uh you know for costs to go down on manufacturing i think right. that i think that two years from now it wouldn't be out of the ordinary uh, you know, it's not unreasonable to see the switch go down to 250 or even, you know, later in its life cycle, $200. Uh, mm-hmm. And and $200 is what the 3DS XL is right now, right? And so I can I can right. see I can see that that would go down and that would be a more reasonable place. But for now, because of the cost of manufacturing for the switch, it needs to be $300 for Nintendo not to lose their lunch on it. Um, mm-hmm. And and as and so that's why the 3DS is still sticking around. Right to fill that Pers- price point for people. So personally, I don't. I think that after we see after the 3ds life cycle is over, I don't think we're going to see another handheld like that. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, I mean, and, and from the reason for that is is like, like if you think about the evolution of of handheld gaming. Okay, with <laughs> Game Boy to Advance to DS to now 3ds, where do they go from here with that? Right. That's not the Switch. You yeah. Know? Right. Because it, the, if the technology gets to a certain point where the graphical capabilities are are even more increased than the 3ds, uh, it's gonna be the switch. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? I, think, I mean, like, yeah. 
And the thing It'll is, be really interesting to see what Nintendo's story is for the 3DS. And I think the story is going to be very much told at E3. Right, we know Nintendo does have 3DS content in the pipe for the, at least the next several months as we let lead up to E3. We also know, obviously, we're going to talk about it later today, but Fire Emblem has been announced for the 3DS, a new game for it. Right, so there, Two there is games, some content yeah. in that in that pipeline. Sorry, what was that? Two new games. We have uh, Fire Emblem. Okay, that's too, that's or you're right. That's two way too many. Um, so <laughs> the other the other can <laughs> just shake your head. Um. But I think that's going to tell a story. I, I want to ask the question, though, here. I was talking a little bit with last night with Bobby. What do you guys think is the life cycle of the Switch? And, and, and I guess one of the questions I want to lean into this is it is such a compartmentalized device, right? You've got the dock. You've got the screen. You've got the Joy-Cons. Do we see the upgradableness of the Switch, like version 2.0 is, you know, instead of releasing a new console, you can go get the latest, newest screen, that happens to fit into the dock. It's the same, you know, it's maybe newer tech. It's maybe, I don't know, higher resolution, faster processor. I don't know. The very, the almost Apple-esque or PC race uh, of updating hardware. And we're seeing a little bit of Microsoft and Sony kind of enter this almost PC upgrade cycles of their equipment. Do we think Nintendo is going to move that way? Or in four years from now or five years from now, am I going to have to get, you know, something brand new that Nintendo is going to try all over again? I don't. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna see another four year cycle, like like we have with the Wii U. I think if Nintendo had their druthers, that you would see more Wii U. They they would have wanted it to succeed and continue on. You know, uh, however, because it is a failure within the home console market, they have to move on. Right. Uh, so this this is Switch is is a an invention of necessity, not just because they can go to the next generation or whatever. Right. But uh, I, I, as you, as you talked about that, I actually found myself liking the idea of non console generation upgrades, but actual technical upgrades to the console I already have. And I, I would be on board with that. Right. Cause like, could you imagine if like, yeah, the, the latest, you know, the latest piece of tech that comes out is I'm going to say the new screen or whatever it is, right. Whatever. Uh, and all you got to do is head down to EB games, Best Buy, whatever it is. And it's 125 bucks and it's new capacitive screen touch. And I don't know, all those new fancy, you know, higher processor, all that stuff. And, and that's all you pick up, right? Everything else works. The, the cartridge is the ex- exact same joy con slide in slides in the dock. There's no, there's no challenge to it. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're upgrading. So what you're kind of discuss- talking about is similar to what Xbox is doing with Scor- Project Scorpio, where right. they say Scorpio is going to be 100% backward compatible with Xbox One. What they don't say is eventually, I'm sh- I'm guessing that there's going to have specific games and just right. like we have new 3DS specific games. And I'm sure there's going to be a point where yeah, the old games will still work on the new system, but at, at some point there's going to be new games that you have to have the upgrade for. I, I right. think I think that, that 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 plan would work if, and they this is the only way that I can see them doing it, is if they keep, if they pull an Apple and they put the current Switch, they, they keep it on the market and put it at a lower price, right? And so as right. the cost of manufacturing goes goes down for the current model they reduce the price and introduce a more advanced version i think that's the only way i can yeah, see them doing that because that won't be confusing for their marketing at all 
welcome to the new, 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 new Switch XL 3DS version. Oh, well, <laughs> and that's completely... With capacitive touch in HD. Well, and Switch Generation 3. That's completely uncharacteristic yeah. of Nintendo. Well, one thing that, that we're kind of hinting around and kind of dancing around here that we uh, I do want to, I think we should talk about for a minute is, you know, and PlayStation's there, uh, Sony or Sony's there, Microsoft is there. Um, like, is there a time where we get to a point where it's like we have, we're about as far as technology can go. You get what I'm saying? Like the graphics and and sound capabilities are about as far as we can get them without making the leap to something completely next. Uh, or maybe we just don't have the technology to go there yet. And it's kind of like, not without spending $1,500. Well, like I kind of compare it to cell phones. Like, you know, like when the iPhone, when it first started, you know, they started innovating on the iPhone, the innovations were bigger. You know, mm-hmm. like th- there was more of a leap, you know, between iPhone 4 and iPhone 5, there were some big improvements. There were very new features. Like the the generation of like the, the whole transition between iPhone 6 and iPhone 7, they're, not that big a deal. They're like, congratulations. So we're, yeah, like they actually were like, oh, the, the biggest advancement is we took away the headphone jack. Right. So like as we move forward, you know, are we going to see technology like the innovation kind of starting to slow? down because we're we're kind of like at a technology peak when innovation slows when innovation slows down the conversation becomes graphical always yeah and i think that that's why i'm a true believer in that but that's that becomes a measuring stick when innovation is no longer valid because it's a moot point all people talk about is graphic fidelity and that is where we are with people like Sony and Xbox. Well, and I think that right? that I think that that is actually what makes the Switch so exciting is that it is changing how people game and it's changing a lot of, you know, the I think that the Joy-Cons are actually going to be very important. For me, I I'm excited about the, you know, the the idea of having these real awesome motion controllers attached to it and being very portable, but more importantly, just the fact that you have a portable device that is instantly a two-player machine, I think is very important and very valuable too. Uh-huh. And so I like, there's a lot of different things around there and I've seen stuff. Uh, I, can't, I think it was dragon quest heroes. I saw some screenshots comparing the PS4 version to the switch version. And I'm saying like, wow, there are way more particle effects in this PS4 version, but I don't care. Right. Like even now we're at a point like when we were back in like comparing the Wii to the PS3, that was rough. Right. Like that was that was a that was like, you know, how every child kind of goes through that weird homely stage, you know, around like ages like nine or ten where it's like, man, that you just look awkward and you just don't. That was like what the Wii what the Wii was. And then the Wii U kind of had this terrible sort of teenage stage. And finally, the switch is like like actually becoming like an adult and like okay well no, okay finally we're past that weird crappy stage now we can actually be what you were always meant to be and you and we don't have to worry about all of this weirdness anymore we're actually pulling off the execution on the idea this time and but i guess the thing i would ask there is 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 it is it is is what's important the graphical fidelity and how it looks or is it the amount of fun you have with it and i'm gonna throw that question to josh not you zach okay Josh, uh, more important, fun or graphics? Uh, I feel like both can be related in a way. When I play Yoshi's Woolly World, I'm having more fun because of the way that it looks. Sure. I mean, our most dependent thought as human beings, or our most dependent sense as human beings is our sight. 
So that's kind of whether we want to admit it or not, that's the first thing we're going to judge something by. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can have the prettiest game in the world, uh, and it can be pretty crappy to play. Look at uh, The Last Guardian, for example. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really pretty and stuff, but uh, a lot of technical hiccups and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm actually in the middle of that. I, that's uh, that's such a like common argument in video games, and I kind of feel like I want something to have enough power behind it to where it can be very, uh, you know, like I think about Mario Kart 8, for example, I really want to play that locally with three to four people, but it chugs along at a kind of crappy frame rate because the Wii U really wasn't powerful enough to render render that engine four times on the same system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is more where I care about power to where the game is not going to chug. You know, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I love that individual grass, the little blades of grass everywhere. That looks so good. But at the same time, without enough power, that's going to chug like crazy. So, you know, I think they are kind of two things that are, they go hand in hand. I kind of want both of them, which might be a little bit greedy. But at the end of the day, if I had to pick, I'd say, obviously, I care more about innovation and fun new ways to play games than I do them looking beyond gorgeous. Right. I think the problem that we're, that we run into, and we've talked about this before too with, with Nintendo is that because we're in a place where innovation has kind of is slow or has dried up and uh, it is about graphical fidelity. It's hard for them to even be taken seriously, even on games that are extremely fun when the, it doesn't seem like they care about, you know, being a graphics powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and that's frustrating for, for fans because it's like Nintendo, do you not understand if you could just make the system powerful, then you know, all a lot of these, like what I would call third, second and third rung problems would fix themselves. And yeah, you'd still have your first party games, but then you've got third party people who say, yeah, you know, uh, I can get the same uh, graphical fidelity and, 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 you know, level out of the switch that I do out of the Xbox one. Uh, and so I don't have to you know, compress it or I don't have to, you know, shrink it down or do special things, make special editions like FIFA for it. Um, and, and to me, it just, that seems more accessible. And I don't like, that was the one thing I was hoping for with the switch that, and I'm not like, I'm not saying it has to be like blow the everything out of the water, but like, like at least like bring it up to the same level and, and because the conversation so many times is when you don't need to know it's going to look like crap maybe fun but it's going to look like crap you know except for their first party games which for some reason they managed to do some kind of crazy magic too right well they have people that care about what they're doing whereas the third parties don't care when they make a Nintendo system Uh, i think the issue with that though is if nintendo makes it pretty much as powerful as the current xbox current playstation uh, then it would be the same price as those. And for some reason, anytime Nintendo's machine isn't dirt cheap, people like to complain about that. They just automatically say Nintendo should be really cheap. And Nintendo does go for more of a family audience than the Xbox or the PlayStation do. Uh, and so, like we were saying earlier, if it's really expensive, you know, it's hard for families to get all this stuff. Uh, and and also, Nintendo wouldn't be able to have fun and be Nintendo with their wacky controller ideas and whatnot because that would make it even more expensive if they had a system that is as powerful as the Xbox and PlayStation and then also has these wacky high-tech controller things, it'd make it more expensive than that. So I think Nintendo has this really difficult balancing act of trying to please so many audiences 
and trying to be what the other companies do, but also be Nintendo and still come in at a decent price tag. I think it's probably really, really difficult to be Nintendo, actually. Uh, so with the Switch, for me personally, I do feel like it is it can please all those audiences in a way. I mean, when I look at some of the Switch games, I think they look great. Super Mario Odyssey, I think, looks great, and it's not even done yet. I'm sure it'll get even more polish. Um, Breath of the Wild looks great and all that. Um, you know, Arms, Skyrim, I think, looks pretty great. Arms looks really, so, like, even the, I think, and I think that a lot of that, too, looking at, you know, even the software that is that is the current lineup for the Switch, you know, the first-party software, even if we stick to that, um, mm-hmm. like, I think that that really can even point us towards what is the, cur- like, out of the gate, short term, not not full lifespan of the Switch, but short term, who are they aiming at first? Who are they really, you know, worried about getting off, uh, you know, getting out to buy a Switch right off the bat? You look you look at the the titles that are currently announced for the Switch, whether it's the launch or you know what we want to call launch window, which I would even just being really generous, just calling all of 2017. Um, you know, you really see that there that there's a lot of uh, niche. Nintendo fan titles, right? Like we've got Zelda, we've got uh, Mario, uh, we've got sort of the the family. I honestly, it almost feels like, like even the you know what what Iwata called the uh, like the Blue Ocean strategy, you know, or like the big family market. I feel like even those are maybe a little bit underserved, other than you know having Mario Kart and uh, maybe like arms with this motion control and one, two switch, even that maybe is a little bit underserved. They're, they're more worried about, yeah, snipper clips, but I would argue that snipper clips is more of that, that core Nintendo audience as well. I think that it, some families would do it, but families aren't going to be actively seeking out, uh, an eShop game either. So I feel like they're really focusing in on their, on the Nintendo core base too, and hoping that that is going to generate a lot of really good buzz. That's going to then, you know, again, picking up with with Zelda and Mario, also kind of reigniting that that love for Nintendo. So, right. I don't know. Yeah, what do you there's th- a huge variety, I think, with the yeah. uh, games they've announced. What do you think? And and Marty, you kind of you you kind of mentioned this qu- a while ago. And I want to come back to this. What do you think success looks like for Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch? Like, what are they? What are, like? Like, like I can almost picture they're sitting in a boardroom and someone's like, "This is what success looks like for us." They've already. Well, actually, there was a there was a quote from from Reggie this week where he said, um, "When we see people playing the Nintendo Switch in lots of different situations and in areas together, that's when we'll consider this a success." Right. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a BS answer. So there's well, a, there's I agree. A sale, there's I agree. A sales and answer. There's a sales for, answer to that. I, I think when it does more sales quarter one or, or, or year one than we, you, if it does. So, so is that, is that where we put, is that where that is that where we're thinking we put the bar is just as long as you're a little bit better than the Wii U, you're a success. No, I, no, I don't, I don't want to say just a little bit better. I mean, I want, I think that does, if the switch returns Nintendo to the kind of prominence that it enjoyed with, even I would say the Nintendo 64, yeah, because I, I don't think I don't think the 64 w- went over as well as the Wii did. No, well, no, because I mean the Wii were talking hundred millions. Right? But but the was, but the 60 but the 64 was very well received, I think. Mm-hmm. So if they can get back, I, I think that that's a bar to to look for. I, and I personally, I don't think that that's that's not doable for the Switch. I think that they can do it. 
but I think it's going to take Pokemon. That, um, sorry, Josh, what do you think? What does success look like for Nintendo for this? What are they happy with? Well, you know, right now you got to consider that Switch might actually be a replacement for Nintendo's handheld system. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to admit it, but I think behind closed doors, they think that. I think they think, you know, so I believe success for Nintendo with the Switch is looking at numbers that are more akin to what the 3DS and the DS are capable of, more so 3DS, um, which I realize might sound a little ambitious. Um, but again, I mean, like, you know, like Marty just said, Pokemon is going to arrive on this thing. A brand new Pokemon game will be exclusively for the Switch in a year, two years, three years, whatever. And not just like a port or an updated remaster. And when that happens, it's just going to be huge. Like, uh, I, like, you know, like I said, they're going to have so many games on this thing and they're going to be the games that you would have seen on handheld. They're going to be games you would have seen on home console. I think that's going to make this a bigger success than some people might even realize. I do want to. I want to say this too, and you. I'm glad you mentioned that about Pokemon, uh, because it, because here's the thing. I think for anyone who doubts whether Nintendo would bring a mainline Pokemon game to to the Switch, they just brought Fire Emblem off mobile for 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they, they, they I moved mean that's it. a that was a primarily mobile series for the last few years. Yeah, the last time that there was a that there was a console. Uh, Fire Emblem game was on the Wii, right? And and so like it completely skipped the the Wii U, and it is very happy on the 3DS right now. This they they've just announced the third, arguably the fifth <laughs> Fire Emblem game uh, for 3DS, <laughs> and yeah, uh, third. yeah so technically it's I, like, I consider all three of those games one game. Yeah, yeah, a, a ridiculous game that I still have so much more to play, and we'll get into that in a minute, but. Uh, you know, I agree, Marty, that they, that they are perfectly happy to migrate, uh, Fire Emblem over to the Switch. And I think that, I think that that is smart for a couple of reasons. One, I think that it shows confidence in the Switch and it also, uh, it also is, is hoping to really, uh, I guess it's showing that Fire Emblem is that they're also confident in Fire Emblem, right? Where it's, uh, it's a series that basically awakening Man, Awakening was basically like, all right, well, we may never make another Fire Emblem game again, so we better make a, we better really knock this one out just in case, uh, and and then it just exploded the series again. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's definitely interesting to see, to look into the future. I think I think all this doom and gloom uh, is is really warranted. To, well, I, I would no, I would say it's not really warranted. I think that people are forgetting that launches of a console, uh, what those entail, right? And if you are buying a console at launch, you are not buying it for the launch lineup. You're buying it for the long haul and so and to be in it from the very beginning. And and if that's not appealing to you or if that's not worth it to you, that's fine. It's not for everybody, but that doesn't mean that it's not, that the value proposition isn't there. It's just that it is not worth it to you. One of my favorite things is I've noticed uh, all the videos that I've watched of people saying they they hate the Switch. Nintendo really messed it up. They always end that sentence with, but I got my pre-order in. And I'm always like, wait a minute. (laughs) I thought this was going to be a stupid console and Nintendo is messing it up. Why did you pre-order it? Could it be that you know that down the line in a year or two, this is going to be something you really, really want? Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I honestly think that, uh, I don't really know why there's so much doom and gloom for certain people right now. I guess it's because Nintendo, I feel like the presentation could have been done better with more excitement. The presentation did have awkward moments 
And, you know, some of the stuff they didn't position properly in the present. I mean, you started with one, two switch. You don't do that. Yeah. You start with Zelda. You start with that Zelda trailer. You end with the Mario trailer. Um, You know what I mean? Like some of that stuff. And and then like, I mean, one, two switch has a trailer for a minute and 20 seconds of that trailer at the beginning. It's nothing more than two guys as cowboys in a very slow paced, like standoff. And you know, like what's Mm going to happen. You're getting bored. Uh, so I think that's where a lot of the doom and gloom is coming from. Just that bad taste in your mouth from the presentation right. not being everything we hyped it up to be. I think the other yeah, here's the thing, thing is that the, um, oh, hey. one two switch video that they showed later on, like that you could view on the website that mm-hmm. actually showed the games. Right. That was a much more compelling reason to buy that game than these two. And, and, and this, I'm going to say this because I know some people really liked it, but man, that they did the same thing with arms. Like you go yep. back and yeah. you watch the presentation trailer. It's terrible. It really I, yeah. Is. You know, it's funny. I, when I first saw arms, I, I there's a reaction. You can see it on, on the bit block. I was just so like not interested. Cause essentially it just felt to me like, it's like, okay, here's characters that I don't know who are just throwing their hands at each other nonstop. And the camera's panning around. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't, I, this is boring. It feels like an hour of footage of people just throwing hands at each other. Uh, and there's so much more to that game than just that. So I do feel like just the way some of these things were presented was just not ideal. Yeah, and I think moving forward as well, that's not to say that there aren't some things that still have me worried or or looking at looking forward at the launch. There are definitely I I think that it's going to, the switch is going to have some some bad press in 2016, specifically around and I think that a lot of people are making assumptions based on what they've said so far about their online stuff. Uh, the fact that, you know, that of what the, their paid online service entails, which really they haven't said very much at all. And I think that we need to, at least I'm taking the stance of we'll, uh, like a wait and see what, what they have to say, but yeah, my, there's still kind of conflicting reports about whether you get a keep or not that. Yeah. There's, game. yeah, there's still, there's sounds still, like you don't. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, I've heard, I've heard two stories. One is you lose the game altogether at the end of the month as you get to the next game. And another story I've heard is you still get to keep the game, but unless you buy it, you can't play it online. And we haven't heard, have we heard anything from Nintendo on that or are they just being quiet? Because No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. So I'm the waiting that it, I read it I, and I read it a different way that it it sounded to me like maybe it was kind of on demand, like that you could play it online. You know, you could download it and play it online. But then if you, well, or I mean, you can play it, but if you downloaded the game, you got to keep it. Right. And yeah. So the download was free as part of your subscription service. Yeah. So, so I Nintendo, I don't, Nintendo I don't needs to mention what this actually is. They need to just come out and say, and hey, I'm this sure is they works. will because they haven't, because they still have to tell us more about the, the eShop the in general is a complete mystery. I have no idea. What, is there an eShop? They, I mean, yes, I guess, because Snipperclips is downloadable. But all the eShop yeah. games, there are three of them. Snipperclips, uh, Has Been Heroes, and then one more. I can't remember what the third one is. I think uh, Has Been Heroes is physical, too. Oh, is it? So is it a retail release? It, it's a – I mean, uh, it looked like it was to me. I believe I, I read somewhere that it was getting a retail release. Yeah, oh, I thought there were three eShop games. We know that Ed, Scribble, we know that the uh, Snipper Clips is eShop, and that yeah. just is listed as March. It's not; they don't list it as March third. So I suspect maybe the eShop won't be available on day one of the oh, Switch release. Oh, that's gonna there's gonna be hell to pay if there's no eShop on day one. But I think um, isn't it weird that they're not talking about it? And also the games that we know are well, eShop don't have a specific date. Well, and not only that, but the the uh, the the fact that there's going to be there there will likely be there better be a Switch app launched around the same time as the switch because that is how we're going to be doing voice chat over 
uh, over the Nintendo Network is because because of the and I listened to a thing on this too. Uh, it was part of Reggie's interview. I think it was, I can't remember who it was with. Um, but the fact that because of the portable nature of the console, they didn't want they they said it would make much more sense to and to have uh, a voice chat app on a smartphone instead of on the switch itself which is why they don't have voice chat on the switch and so instead they're going to have what they're just going to come up with their own skype alternative like what i I don't understand what what that is all about yeah i actually have that app on my phone already it's called the call button yeah you you make phone calls (laughs) yeah it's weird is that a unique app you have to download yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's this crazy new idea where you can call yeah. people and talk to them on a phone. Yeah, it's Reggie weird. says that the Switch online matchmaking, voice chat, and lobbies will be handled through a smartphone app. Wait, 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 you wait, know, wait. Hang on, hang on. Did, did you say matchmaking? You said matchmaking? Reggie says that the Switch's online matchmaking, voice chat, and lobbies will be handed through a smartphone app. How's the matchmaking here? And lobbies and so yeah, see there are a few things here that are just like really bizarre and I'm sure there will be some there will be some online functionality that's also pairing into the into the switch because there's no way that a smartphone app would handle things like Oh, I want to play Splatoon with my friends. Uh, I want to see like and then the fact that you would have to go to a smartphone app instead of just pulling up a menu on a switch. I'm not saying that that's that's not what he said. I'm saying that that's 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 really your time, right? That's right. scheduling events together. Right. But then creating like a lobby or like a party system or something like that in order to be able to uh, to do all that together. I really hope that th- that's either going to be messy as hell or it's going to be super slick and your phone's going to communicate with your Switch. Uh, it's it's If they pull it off, it's going to be great. But given their track record with online stuff, I'm not I'm not very optimistic about that at all. So so here's a quote for here's the quote from Reggie. The smartphone app that we're creating will be part of the online service. We believe it's going to be very compelling, uh, a very compelling part of the overall proposition because that's how you'll voice chat. That's how you do your matchmaking and create your lobby. We also think it's a very elegant solution because if you've taken your Switch on the go, you'll put yourself into a hot spot. You're looking to get a quick match from Mario Kart in to whip out uh, uh, some sort of uh, bulky gamer headset is a bit of a challenge. So we think we've got an elegant solution. That's a very specific answer to your the question. Oh, wait a minute, I'm confused. So like, I'm going to be playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Battle Mode. I know that for a fact, right? Yeah. Am I going to need my phone in order to find people to play yep. with? Like, so what you... I just like right now? I just go into the game. I just have to look at my Wii U. I don't have to like grab my phone. Wouldn't I just press? I think, a me- I think you're going to be able to to do random matches. Well, what he said too I is think that yeah. to to play with your friends, you're going to need the phone because I, I think I, I would think that somewhere in the app there's going to be like a friends list section. You know, where you're going to be able to like, even if I'm not on my switch, maybe I can open that app and I can see who's online and go, Oh, okay. Justin and Zach are online. They're playing right now. Let me tap this and see if they want to play. And then they get a notification on their phone. Hey, Marty wants to play Mario Kart. Uh, Oh, well, we'll connect to him here in just a second when we finish our match. Right. And what phone put me into their match though. I'm really confused by this setup. Well, and it it sounded to Bluetooth. Yeah, or, or well, what it sounded like as well is he specifically used the word hotspot. So what you might actually be doing is tethering your switch to your phone in order to get an internet connection, right? So so that you're doing that, which I mean, I do that with my 3ds every once in a while right now, um, but it's not ideal. Uh, and you're using wirelessly, your, right? Yeah, it's basic. You're basically turning your phone into a hot like a Wi-Fi hotspot. 
And so, okay. and he's like the fact that he specifically used the word hotspot is what makes me think that maybe that's that you will be pairing your switch to your phone and that somehow because of that connection that the app does something differently or maybe it's just recognizing that both the app and your switch are connected to the internet and so then they're both pinging nintendo servers and there's interaction that way i don't don't know i don't think the apps could be that sophisticated just because the uh cell providers charge for that sort of thing so that you know while yes you can do it through the metered systems that the at&t and verizon will give you and they'll charge you for it uh but uh, I think what he, he means is like you can go to a McDonald's or you can go to some pl- a park that has citywide public Wi-Fi or something like uh, that. Maybe you know and yeah, that's another like po- that. that's another possibility it, too. Yeah. Any Wi-Fi source. And to me, that that kind of information right there is stuff that we should have already had or needs to come extremely soon. Yeah, I would say don't expect to hear about it until two weeks before launch. That would be my yeah. guess. Because yeah, that's going to give them February, enough... I'd expect to see another direct talking about it's networking. Well, yeah. here's the deal. Zach, you were saying that this this whole online thing better be available for launch. But my follow-up question to that is, so you can play what online game? Yeah, see, we don't need anything until... <laughs> until until uh, pretty much uh, Mario Kart 8 will Mario be Kart what 8. sounds like to be the first online multiplayer game. Yeah. So basically, for the first uh, for the first month, I say you would probably be able to hook into my Nintendo, and you'll be able to see your friends list. You won't be able to play with them because there are no games to play with them, um, unless that Bomberman game you can play online. I think I, you're. I think so. Yeah. Bomberman so yeah, is online. Is yeah. 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 So you might be able to. So so there will be some Great. online playing and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty. It's going to be. It's going to be pretty iffy. For, until and i mean we they have realistically they have until splatoon comes out right like if it like i think if it's not all figured out by the time splatoon comes out then we've really got problems but uh other or maybe arms you know like i think they've got and we i like we found out this week as well that there's no uh like there's no netflix there's no yeah, anything really else like that. that. I, that's what I use my Wii U for exclusively. It's mostly Netflix. And I, I kind of wanted that to be, a, you know, available day one so I could unplug my Wii U and, you know, just put it in a and, closet. Somewhere. And speaking of ARMS, um, right before we started recording, Game from the UK put up that uh, ARMS is going to be available on April 15th. So take that or leave it. It could be could be false. But, it, I mean, uh, ARMS is supposed to be spring, so that could be sooner than later. I like and that. We still could have different release dates per region as well. Yeah, well, we- that's that's true. But but I mean, as far as online accessibility, I think that would be something across the board, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, on the topic of weird. arms. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's really weird that it sounds like the first online game on the Switch is not even gonna be from Nintendo. It's gonna be a third-party game, Bomberman. Yeah. Is that Konami. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought they stopped making games. Yeah, it's not a pachinko <laughs> machine, right? This yeah. isn't uh, this is an actual video game. Yeah. Yeah, on the topic of arms as well, I guess just as a point of news, uh there have been a lot of people who have been hating on that game because of the motion control aspect of it. Uh they mentioned this in the treehouse in uh the treehouse segment for it, uh just briefly, but I mean they Nintendo's confirmed it again since. Arms will not be a motion control only game. It will also have button controls. So I think that that's a really, 
a really cool confirmation for that for people who are like, I'll still try the motion controls. I think it'll be fun to do motion controls. But eventually, if I'm really going to get, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to, in order for me to really feel like this is a good investment as a full price game, uh, I don't want to have to prop it up on the seat on the bus and and do motion controls you know, and punch the punch the seat in front of me to in order to get my money's worth, right? The yeah, there's that, there's nothing worse than holding a stupid control like this and trying to move things around and fly up and down. Oh wait, they've done that. It sucks. So it does sound like the motion control is the the preferred way to play, just because you're able to have the nuanced. You know, you know, you can you can throw a punch and then change your angle in mid flight. Right. And so, and so there will think, be button controls as well, which I think is just, it's just added, it adds more to that game as well. So it, it gives it a little bit more of a, uh, a broader appeal, I guess. I genuinely think Nintendo's learned a little bit of their lesson. They need to give people some options on how they use controls. Yeah. And like, like that's a, true too. Like I was saying before with that, like when I was, when we were deep in the Wii life cycle, um, that was a really hard time for me as a Nintendo fan because I've never really been like, I enjoy motion controls sometimes. And I think when executed really well, I think it's good. Um, but there were so many games that, that really did not need to be like, I I'm looking at, uh, you know, like Donkey Kong country returns or, uh, you know, even super Mario galaxy to an extent, um and like especially skyward sword there were games that really needed a regular controller and the and the wii was uh you know it it shoehorned into it shoehorned in the wii remote and nunchuck as really the only option for controls and the thing i'm most excited about for the switch is that because we've got that grip and the pro controller uh that's the the grip is packaged into every single box which is really important um I think that that is going to, you know, we've got a wide range of control uh, options so, here. The, well, one thing to watch out for is the the grip that comes in the package will not charge the Joy Cons, but you can buy a grip for thirty dollars that can charge them externally. Right. The, the, so, well, the thing is too is that the the switch anytime that the Joy Cons are connected to the switch, they're charging yeah, and they have a twenty hour that, life. Yeah, that's that's true too, and it's just it, there there are people who thought that the grip that comes with it should should charge it, and we're I'm just letting reminding them it yeah. doesn't, so watch out for it. Yeah, that makes sense. So you you know actually I uh, we got to throw down here a little bit between Zach and Justin and me here. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go. First of all, a lot of Wii games offered traditional controls. I mean, Punch-Out, you could use motion controls, you could use con traditional controls. Mario Kart, same deal. The only Wii games that forced you to use the motion control were games that were designed exclusively for motion controls from the ground up, which are the games that are the best games on the Wii as far as motion controls go. Like Skyward Sword, I mean, I, I personally didn't have really any problem with that, and this controls were the reason that I enjoyed it. Everything else just seemed a little bland for me. Uh, Wii Sports Resort, I mean, you can't... How would you ever play that with normal controls? No, I, so I think I, there I'm, were a lot of instances where the Wii said, "All right, here's some motion controls, and here's some traditional controls." No, I, I agree with I agree with you. I think that that's I, the ones that used it the best uh, were really good. But like Donkey Kong Country Returns, where like you actually have to waggle the controller in order to do certain movements, that sucks. Like that's well, not yeah. like the three you have to shake it. That was to pound the ground. Yeah. And the three DS kind of made sense. The three DS so. version of that game where it's button bound though is much better. Uh, 
as far as that goes. But I and I'm not necessarily saying that motion controls are bad. I'm saying that on the Wii, they they took it too far, and they didn't for people who didn't want to do that. They for, like in Skyward Sword. If they ever re-release Skyward Sword in a version where I don't have to do the motion controls, which they won't because that entire game was designed around it. Um, that they, that I would play that version of that game more than I would, because I just, I'm not interested like in, in that I would rather when I'm playing a video game, I want to sit back and relax. Right. And not have to be like, okay, Twilight well, what's princess angle? without waggle was way much better. Twilight princess HD was, was way better. Yeah. Does I, Twilight princess HD let you aim anyway with like motion control? Like the, with the, I think they have gyro aim, but that's different. I, I would say that that's different versus that the still actual. Didn't do it. Yeah. Well, like, how do you feel about a first-person shooter instead of using dual analog uses the pointing at the screen? No, I, to I again, I think that that I was like executed Metroid really Prime. well. Metroid Prime actually was really, really good for that. Uh, I'm not, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not condemning motion controls entirely. I'm saying the system was designed in a way where there was never an alternative control option, even for developers in order to, when they're making the game, if they wanted to make a game that was not motion control, they didn't have an option because, and the, because they didn't, they, they had absolutely no guarantee that the consumer had a Wii classic controller, right? They, all they knew is that the, the consumer has a Wii remote and probably a nunchuck. And so the best control option in the Wii era for a developer who's making a game like that is something like Super Mario Galaxy, where you where you basically use the the Wii Remote nunchuck like a controller that's been split in half. So Which I'm, to me was more relaxing though, being able to have your hands separated and not bunched up together. I kind of felt like that felt a little luxurious compared to using a traditional style controller. Yeah, and I actually like that's one of my favorite things about the Joy Cons actually. Yeah, I actually I can see myself I can see myself actually doing that when playing like Breath of the Wild, right? I, I, I feel mm. like that's actually how I'm probably going to play that game. But for those people who want a pro controller or who want to have the Joy-Con grip, there are so many different options and controls here. And I think that that is a huge, a huge thing for, uh, for the Switch. I think that's one of the coolest things. So, yeah, I mean, if, if something doesn't, if a controller isn't bundled in with the system, that is a problem because developers aren't going to support something that is an optional controller. Yeah. So the fact that this this is actually more brilliant now that I think about it, the Switch, because it comes bundled in with a controller that can be taken apart and used as a Wii Remote Nunchuck style thing, but then put back together and used as a more pro, you know, traditional controller. That's actually pretty uh, incredible and solves a lot of issues that we're it, talking about right now that kind of solves it for both of us. And yeah, exactly. And not only that, but if, if people want to support the actual pro controller and have this single chunk of plastic, right? Then, mm. then the supporting that versus supporting the two Joy Cons with the Joy Con grip, it's exactly the same, right? It's mm. basically just a different. It like maybe the build is a little bit different, but the actual inputs are exactly the same. So I think that that's yeah. really, really awesome. One of the things. This is a final comment I was gonna make about it. Um, one of the things like everybody does, and I'm by the way, I'm not like calling you guys out. I was just joking. Um, but one of the things I always hear about is <laughs> no, that's fine. Everybody always says waggle, like oh, motion controls are waggly, and oh, motion controls, those are crappy controls. But you could say the same for traditional controls as well. Like it seems like there is this kind of there's this atmosphere that motion controls, oh, those are not controlled. They don't control very well. But normal, traditional button controls kind of suck at times too. Like a poorly developed game 
a poorly controlled game is not really universally applied to motion controls. Like, yeah. I mean, look at Superman 64. That's being used oh. on a traditional controller, and it controls like crap. So bad controls, I feel, are something that's just – it could be any game, no matter how you're playing it. You know what I mean? Like, there are bad motion controls, sure, but there are bad traditional controls as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I and I agree with that completely, but I will say that as far as like Skyward Sword, I never finished that game because I finally just got I was done with the the motion controls. There were so the many times. Did you just not like the game? No, I, I well, there were there were some issues I had with the game too, as far as the limited uh, map areas and things and some frustrating stuff. But like, there were so many times that I. I was just like, I don't want to raise the sword and do it that way. Why can I not just hit that? Why can I not just fly this little beetle thing with the control with the control stick instead of tilting my controller, you know, my Wii remote back and forth? And that, I was just and and to me, like the 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 bird parts where you were flying and everything always felt awkward. Well, I will agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you compare that to flying the plane in Wii Sports Resort, the pl- flying the plane in Wii Sports Resort is infinitely more satisfying than the bird. The bird did feel like it should have been programmed a little bit better. Uh, but again, that's more of a programming difference than it is the fault of the controls, like the the motion control. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I totally respect that and understand that there are people who didn't want to do that. But oddly enough, for me, I didn't really love the game itself. I liked the controls, and that's what made me want to keep playing it, because I felt it was very satisfying, you know, the way that they programmed things. So I think it's just really, you know, there's two different sides to the coin, and I think that's one of the reasons the Switch is going to be fun and successful, because you can play it both ways. Right out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So we've still got to talk about this uh, this Fire Emblem Direct that happened today. Uh, and Justin, Justin, you want to take another nap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, worst games ever. So, so, wow. I, okay. So let's first off, we're, we're going to, I, I think that you need to not dismiss the entire franchise because fates was, (laughs) because fates was not the best in the series, I guess. Um, and if you don't like strategy games, that's fine because, uh, I understand that it's hard for you to use your brain. So, uh, with this direct, <laughs> that was too, that was below. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm sorry. That was not nice. Uh, so basically it, it, is, it has been well documented how much I enjoy strategy games. Yeah. So, uh, so today we've got, uh, we've got a, a good, we, we had this trailer and I didn't really, I expected they were going to show off warriors and the mobile game. And instead what we got was, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Roger's video today either, but I actually, it actually really mapped what my, so, uh, what my kind of reaction for this video was, which they, they start off and they're talking about this weird thing. And it turns out it's actually a remake of fire emblem two. I want to say, uh, which is, which was Japan only, but it's, it's basically a 3d, a remake of that game for the 3ds, which is coming out in May. Uh, and for those of you who were looking forward to the Corin amiibo, I have good news for you. There are two fire emblem amiibo, both coming from fire emblem echoes, uh, which are not the Corin amiibo, uh, they're, but they're coming on May 19th as well. So <laughs> the thing about that game that kind of caught, caught my attention was they said that that game had some new, some gameplay aspects that pretty much only exists in that game. Doesn't exist in any other. Did you uh, catch that? Uh, say that. Uh, how so? Did did they? 
mention well, horror? They, they they did. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Dungeon but. crawling and uh, free roam exploration. And are they still so the original did that? Are they they didn't show any of that in the actual game now though, did they? I didn't see any of that. Well, I again, I don't remember. I I don't remember the exact details, but it sounded like there was some aspects of this of of this game that pretty much doesn't exist in any other Fire Emblem. So that reminded me of okay, where have we heard this before? You know, Mario Two, Zelda Two. Mm. They tried something mm. different and then rolled back to what worked. Yeah, so that's that interesting. Probably similar things happened here, and so if they stopped doing them, I wonder if there's a reason for that. I wonder. Yeah, looking at this, like I I like the like the the UI is a little bit different. It's kind of got more of a classic uh, sort of motif. Like a I don't know the 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 UI looks just a little bit different. There's a little bit more of like a classic looking uh, sort of visual style to it that is interesting with the with the menus and, and the, the character design and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting to, to see, I, I will, here's the thing about this game is last year. Was it just last year? Yeah, it was last year. They released a freaking firestorm of fire emblem content for people to do. And for the absolute super diehards who played all three, they are excited for this, right? Well, they had Fire Emblem Fates, they had Birthright, Conquest, and Revelations. Uh, there are people who played all three. I am on like mission eight of Conquest still. I played through Birthright, I got through part of uh, Conquest, and then I just kind of fizzled out. And so I'm actually, this Fire Emblem Direct got me excited to go back and play Fates, but I don't know if I need another one uh, just yet. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see how how well this does. I'm sure that Japan is really excited about it because it's been uh, it's been even longer since uh, since the the game came out. You know, since Fates came out over there. But um, yeah, I don't know. Anybody else here interested about this game, Justin? I know you're not because this isn't really your thing. But uh, Jesse, are you going to pick this up? Like, are you interested? No. No. I'm not. I, I'm. I, I'm not a Fire Emblem fan. Okay. What about you, Marty? I that, that's what I meant when I said it's been was well documented how much I enjoy those games. Mm. Which it it really don't. depends on um, it's what May nineteenth when it comes out. Yeah, uh, it's going to depend on what my backlog catalog is looking like at the time, and also what I'm playing, you know, on the Switch and and elsewhere at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like Fire Emblem. I like like those type of games my problem with them is that i get them and i never finish them yeah uh, i'm i'm like you with conquest except that that's me with birthright i got about nine missions into it and was like oh and there's another new game out let me go play it so, so you didn't play any uh, of the... the same thing with the way King. okay yeah so this is i don't know it's interesting uh josh have you so, played fire emblem or like, oh hang there's on part I'm of me losing. that really likes that type of game to play it okay yeah, we're, are. okay we're back yeah, uh so so josh you you're not a fan of fire emblem is that what i'm hearing uh no okay interesting all right cool so you're not so I, sorry go ahead no i just what were you gonna say can i raise so i watched i watched it okay and I, and I don't want to feel like i believe it's a complete pile of trash it needs to be in a dumpster fire somewhere because I don't believe that. I believe there needs to be a small fire, but not necessarily a dumpster-sized fire. 
Um, <laughs> here's here's my thoughts that that I thought was pretty cool actually. I think it's really actually quite interesting that they're going back and they're repurposing basically this old like the one that was on the NES, like Fire Emblem Two. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Um, I definitely like the fact that they're taking a IP that has obviously now becoming getting more and more successful and are able to kind of spin that out, right? Yeah. So now we're seeing more Fire Emblem stuff. We're seeing more Amiibo, right? So it's starting to feel like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem to me from Nintendo has always kind of felt like it's really sat on that fringe, right? Kind of like they, they don't really, like they're, they're not really super proud of it. They don't tote it out like they do Mario, uh, Zelda, stuff like that. But it feels like over the last several years, Nintendo's made a really conservative effort to really bring that more kind of like into their their games that they can really celebrate. So I think that's a really great thing to mention. I think, again, the collaboration that we're going to talk about here in a little bit with um, with uh, Tecmo Games creating Fire Emblem Warriors, which is essentially um, Hyrule Warriors with a Fire Emblem versioning of it in a lot of ways, right? Like, let's just call spade a spade. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what it is. That's that that's 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 you know, again so you you're there and then to, to be on the 3ds we talked about it earlier so here's another 3ds game that's coming out that's fantastic to be on the switch that's fantastic and then the the thing that really interested me here which zach you haven't got to yet is the mobile game right so fire emblem heroes which we knew was coming to the smart device we already told that but the thing that really shocked me here is it's like in less than two weeks and actually, and I'm going to be honest, looking at the mobile game actually looked relatively appealing. Yeah, uh, that's that's a perspective. See, I'm always like a complete reverse perspective okay. of yours. You know what? I'm trying to be nice about Fire Emblem. No, 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 that's good. No, I think that that's good. And I think that that is a good – here's the thing is that is that it's going to appeal to different people. And we can talk about uh, Fire Emblem Heroes in a second. But um, I think you're right. And I like I'm really I'm really interested to see what they do. Uh, on the switch next year uh you know it's going to be uh, we're going to have a full year we'll probably get first sort of screenshots or something added at e3 i hope um but uh and you know there's the that fire emblem warriors which exactly justin you know like fire hyrule warriors was even an adaptation of the dynasty warriors games that koei tecmo has been doing for a really long time and so i i really that game is looking uh you know it just the it's beautiful First off, like I, it really looks awesome, and I'm looking forward to playing that too. Which, by the way, if you buy that on the new 3DS, uh, like if the people who are saying I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna play uh, Zelda on the Wii U bother me, the people who are saying I'm gonna play Fire Emblem Warriors on the new 3DS, I'm gonna slap you. Don't. What? Can, are, what can are you we doing? ask? Can I ask a question? Why does that version of the game exist? Because that install. I think it's is incredibly incredibly stupid for them to have a version of it on the new 3ds i wonder because it's it's like uh, they're shooting the switch in the foot well i i think i wonder if if it's yeah you're right actually now that you say it like that um i think that it's just because they're leaving money on the table a game that had would have incredible hype behind it that would be like them saying hey guess what guys we're gonna make pokemon stars and we're gonna put it on the the nintendo switch and it's also going to come out on the new 3DS on the, the same day. Yeah. It's like, Which oh. one do you think is going to sell? Yeah. I mean, it's also almost like launching your brand new system with the most anticipated Zelda game and then launching it on the same day as the old system as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I, I get, I, I, but to me, that feels like a different situation because I feel like that's one of those things where it's like they feel like they owe it to those Wii U fans. Right. 
I mean, it's bad either way. Yeah, they first hyped that like what, almost three E three's ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. This, this is that, and this is different to me because this is a very weird choice. It's like you have a brand new system coming out, but Fire Emblem Warriors on the Switch, and forget about the 3DS. I think that there's a couple of things. First off, I wonder how much extra effort it was for them to make the 3DS version. Also, I don't think that Fire Emblem Warriors is going to be the game that is going to push anybody over the edge. I think that for the people who have a Switch, this is awesome. Um, but they have bought the Switch. They're, they've bought into the Switch for several other reasons: Zelda and Splatoon and Mario. Um, and then the people who haven't, they're like, "Well, we can still give this game to them, uh, anyways." And it's not like. You know, it's not like anybody's going to be like, oh, man, I don't know. I was really excited for Zelda and, and Splatoon 2 and, and Mario Odyssey. Uh, I wasn't sure until I saw Fire Emblem Warriors. You know you know what I mean? So I don't I don't know. Like, they've already got the engine, too, right? Like, they've got that engine because of Hyrule Warriors Legends. So right. you just throw in the new assets and you're good. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's not. Maybe that is what made it worthwhile was because they already have if they if Hyrule Warriors Legends wasn't a thing, I think that that would have been a much bigger project in order to port it over there. So uh, I don't know. Did they Josh, show the Switch game? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's uh, uh, is it, I they, just they showed the like maybe five seconds of Marth killing about four hundred guys. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, crap. Uh, it was Chrome. Yeah. Did it look like a 3DS game or did it look graphically? No, it, oh no, it, it was a Switch, it, Switch it, game. It, it was HD. Yeah, okay. it was a Switch game. It was it was pretty. Uh, it's. It, I, I I don't think they showed any 3DS footage. No, they didn't. They here, just said. I guess here's like to. I keep thinking about this, and this thought just kind of came to my mind. It's like the realization of my frustration on this is, the, the Switch is portable. Why would you make another? portable version of a portable game <laughs> that's I think, true I, I think what they're probably thinking is that they know there's an audience for fire emblem on the 3ds and they don't know if that same audience has a switch like if it will migrate to the switch yet yeah and so they're yeah, just th- yeah so zelda will be a system seller this won't be and you know new 3ds has what 10 million units out there mm-hmm. yeah i, mean, I, it's not, I know it's the, about sales but i'm like you know in the in, in the whole uh like the whole scheme of it, why not use that as a, as a yet another excuse to funnel people toward a new system purchase? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, well, I it's, it's it, sorry, go the ahead. The issue Josh. is fire emblem. Fire emblem does have like an audience, but it still is one of those relatively small audiences for Nintendo. You know, it's not so small that it's a failure, but it's not so big that they look at it as being like, Oh, this is going to sell no matter what. So they're probably just trying to get as much money out of the development of that game as possible. So they're putting it on the 3DS and the Switch. Yeah. Um, it's and the type it's of just the new 3DS thing that we're right? not going to see. Oh, just the new 3DS. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then why even bother? Not many people own that. Yeah. Well, right, that's which is why I said 10 million instead of 60 million. Yeah. So yeah. It, because it's because it is it is uh, yeah they've learned their lesson. They really should have done that with Hyrule Warriors Legends too, right? Like that was something like. If anybody bought that game and owned like an original 3DS, the, I the, I would have been pissed because the, I, apparently that game ran like garbage on the regular 3DS. So, uh, yeah, it, so it is just a new 3DS game this time. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know why they'd want to sell the new 3DS at this point. My only thought is maybe they just want to sell through the ones they've made already and they just look at that game as being one of the things that could help them sell through what they've already made of those systems. Well, I imagine this this holiday season, it, it 
if you look at what they did last year with the with the Black Friday deals, uh, I imagine that the new like a new seeing a regular like a new 3ds the the smaller one at fairly cheap prices i imagine they're going to be selling quite a lot of them this holiday because of how low because of the how low the manufacturing cost is for them now they can afford to do that and still and they've got a huge library i bet you that this year is going to be the final sort of big hurrah for the 3ds until finally the switch is successful enough that they can kind of you know let the let the 3ds kind of go out the back door so yeah but so i think that it's it's something that they're going to continue and nintendo has been saying you know the 3ds has a long has a a big successful year coming up uh you know and and they're really pushing the 3ds still so it's not going anywhere at least for this year and so they might as well continue to release games for it and in and if, if you compare releasing fire emblem warriors which is a basically you know a sort of there's a lot of that development cost is wrapped into the switch version versus developing a completely new game for the 3ds at this point uh which would be something else entirely that's going to cost a lot more money and so they can flesh out or 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 pad out the the release schedule for the 3ds uh with this instead of something that would be even more expensive to develop so uh so Yeah. yeah Uh, so that's the, that's Hyrule Warriors Legends, uh, or sorry, Fire Emblem, <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors, whatever, whatever the hell this, the game is. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for, and I'm excited for that 3DS game. I don't know if I'll pick it up on day one or not. I'll probably be busy playing arms or something. Well, who knows? Um, but then finally we did get into that, uh, the mobile game Fire Emblem Heroes. And I gotta say, I don't know how everybody else is feeling about this game, but this has, has anybody else here played a game from DNA before? Like the the company DNA that Nintendo uh, is partnering with for all their mobile games. Has anybody else played another? Okay, it has DNA all over it in the. Wow, it's like a hotel. Uh, <laughs> like a hotel room. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> that Justin is in right now. You're killing me now. <laughs> uh, is that our title? Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Like it, it definitely, it's got, it's got DNA all over it. That's gross. I just got that. Um, (laughs) just pull out the black light and, uh, yeah, no. Wow. (laughs) Uh, so basically what we, uh, like it's got his, it's got that company's fingerprints all over it though. It's, it is, uh, there are so many just even in the design of the UI, uh, as soon as I saw the chibi art style of the characters on the mini map, I was like, Oh, that's I would much have rather preferred them do like the pixelated sort of game from like the 3ds games or, uh, so I'm not a fan of the, of the art style, especially on the mini map. Uh, the, the very clear, if everybody was worried that the, that super Mario run was not free to play, uh, this game is, you can tell is free to play as hell. Uh, that it is mm-hmm. that there it's got the gotcha mechanic, the you know the blind bag sort of pay your resources and guess what you can buy more orbs for 99 cents and play or $75 or $75 yeah exactly that is you can tell just by how uh, it's got an in- enormous library of characters and um what's another game that that has this sort of mechanic the the Marvel fighting game on on iOS is like this too um i can't remember what it's called now but basically it's oh for this many shards you can you can try for a a five star uh character and in reality guess what you're going to get a one star character and if you're lucky you'll get a two or three star character 
and you'll never get a four or five star character. That's just how these I, games work. I loved how they they even called that out. And they're like, you may notice the stars below the character, or you know, on the character profile, you may meet many of the same character. And I was like, yep, that. In other words, you're getting a bunch of crom. Yeah, you're getting a bunch of characters that are all one star, and it really will come down to whether or not I I enjoy this game. Uh, it really will come down to what is the the cadence of that mechanic. Am I going to be able to get enough resources in this game to level up effectively, or am I going to hit some sort of a free-to-pay paywall where I've got to go in and pay 50 bucks in order to get a bunch of resources in order to actually power up my characters enough to progress through this game? Uh, and so, I don't know. I'm not, like, I, I was kind of excited about it, and now I'm more like, I don't know. I'll try it, but it's not going to be a full experience. Um, like, like, am I going to be able to get through this? The, the other thing that's interesting is that it was mostly a campaign, which, uh, or at least that's what it seemed like. I don't know if there are like, are there going to be like a, a sort of PVP sort of thing? Uh, like, did they mention that element? I didn't see that, but maybe I was missing that somehow. Did anybody they see? did say arena battles was was part of the like you know things. It was like a a training tower and arena battles and special battles. Yeah. And so I wonder if if like the arena battles are where you can uh, match up with somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. So it's uh, it's interesting though. And like Justin, what for you? What was interesting for you about it? Because you said that this seemed a little bit more interesting. Uh, just the you know the art style looks pretty kind of approachable. Uh, looks easy to pick up. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's probably a deep storyline that I'm going to get really too lost in or confused about whose sisters, somebody's cousin, and other clans and all that kind of <laughs> stuff that goes along with it. Wow. Um, so it just kind of looked like an easy pick up and play. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not I'm not paying a dime for this damn thing. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, you've oh, already I'll... took my fifty dollars last year. Fire emblem. Yeah. So I'm not paying you more. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, sorry. I'll be giving this a try, but I don't plan on pay, giving him any money. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, I won't even give it a try. <laughs> my, <laughs> I feel like my time is also valuable, and I don't even. I mean, I'm not hating on it. It's just not my thing. I just don't. I, I'm happy for the people that love it. That's exciting. They got a Fire Emblem Direct with three games now, and it's cool. But I'm just uh. Yeah, Josh, how how does this make you think or approach? Uh, obviously, we know that uh, Animal Crossing is expected by the end of March um, as their third kind of mobile I don't game. Think, I don't think that's happening anymore. I think it's delayed. Yeah, did it get delayed? There's no. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I feel like now I'm a jerk for bringing up like you know that, but I thought it didn't. I didn't think it got delayed. There's a. Uh, I heard a rumor. I think it's okay for me to say this as long as I don't say who said it. Okay. Um, Laura Tail. No, no, no. This is somebody who's reliable. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Burn. Um, so uh, that game, the fire, uh, the Animal Crossing app uh, was supposed to run, uh, but in the development, they came to the conclusion that the game they were working on was just not fun. And so they scrapped it all and they started over from scratch not too long ago. Ooh. So I wouldn't expect that anytime soon. The game they were making was something like uh, the only thing that I can relate it to. I know there are other games like this, but Disney has a game on uh, app stores where you build your own Magic Kingdom. So you get the rides and you decide where you place them. And then, you know, like people come in and stuff. So it was essentially a town builder. And you'd, so I guess you'd probably put like Tom Nook shop somewhere. You put the houses somewhere, decide where animals live. 
uh, and they scrapped it all because they said it wasn't fun, so they didn't want to do it. What is My that essential Disney app? And she plays it all the time, and I will agree, it's not fun. Is right, that, I had the it, Disney I World have one, it right? too, yeah. and I love Disney, and I'm obsessed with Disney and its parks, and even I was like, huh, where's the fun come in? Yeah, it, it literally so, was just like a, To get more stuff, to tap this. It's your tap I, game, yeah, uh, you just tap the stuff to get stuff so you yeah, can get more stuff. I don't want that to be Animal Crossing. That, that well, sounds good. Awesome. Good news, neither did they, and so they scrapped it, and they're starting from scratch. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, the mobile stuff is just a side thing. I really like when I think of Animal Crossing or anything, I think of you know, like I want Animal Crossing to be Animal Crossing, and I want it to be on the Switch or a Nintendo machine. I just look at the mobile stuff as being some little extra thing, you know what I mean, just to get the name of the characters out there more, so that the real game can sell better. What yeah. I think would be cool with the Animal Crossing thing was why not focus on a instead of focusing on you. You know, as as those games are want to do, why not focus on one of the the animals? Mm. Um, well, you mean for the mobile app? Yes. Okay, so have it be like Tom Nook or something. Explore, sure. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, if you're gonna differentiate it from the from the uh, game, mm-hmm. that would be cool. I'd like to see an FPS uh, from Tom Nook's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my money with Tom Nook. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like uh, you basically going like Tom Nook. You ba- you're basically and, like a like a debt collector for Tom Nook, where you're just yeah, going yeah. around and where's my oh. money? Where's my, where's my money? <laughs> just shakes. And he's all up. and he's all and he's all like British, and he's like a and he just shakes people down. Yeah, man. <laughs> why, why would he be British? I don't know. Like just like a mob enforcer. Like are you saying like a enforcer. like an Irish mafia sort of thing? Is that what you're going? Almost. For? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just it's just Barry as an Animal Crossing character. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like it. Like uh, very cool. So I, I guess the last thing that I I wanted to say, kind of looking at the things I was thinking of here, uh, the other problem that I have with this anim- or this Fire Emblem game is that all of the levels are exactly the size of a screen of on screen so like they don't you can't pan on any of these levels they're not larger maps it's all just the size of a smartphone screen which is really boring compared to some of the level complexity that's been in a lot of the fire emblem games instead it's like uh what did they say like a like an 8 by 12 map or something like that uh which really limits the kind of levels that this game is going to produce so I'm not too excited. I'm not really too jazzed about that, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, any other thoughts on that, gentlemen, as we kind of wrap up the... That was a lot of discussion. Do we even want to get into what we've been playing? Has anyone been, pl- been playing anything that they want to talk about, or we just go straight no. into our emails? Let's just go straight into emails. Just go I've been playing Yoshi's Willy World. Nice. Which one? The new oh. one? On the 3DS. Whoa. There's really okay. not much to say about it. I mean, it's it's... It is what it is. It's a port of the Wii U game, and it seems like it's done very well, unlike Super Mario Maker. Uh, so if you did not get it on the Wii U, if you don't have Yoshi's Willy World on the Wii U, I would definitely recommend it so far on the 3DS. It seems like a very lovingly done port. Cool. And if we and if you have played it, then it's just, if you want to play uh, it then again, d- then... Then don't, yeah, don't double dip, unless for some reason it really means a lot to you to have it on the go. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into some listener mail then, shall we? Do you have anything else you want to say about that? No. Okay. Listener mail. Let's do it. Nope.
right, Justin, what do we got for listener mail today? We got a couple of questions that came in. Uh, so first one comes from Michael, and Michael says, Hey, dads, it's your new Toronto correspondence and Nintendo Dog Dad. Michael here with a few Switch questions, or a few questions related to the Switch. Do you think Zelda Breath of the Wild will have traditional special weapons? With a lot of abilities and powers being utilized by the um, Sheikah Stone, plus the established concept of breakable weapons, I don't see them working in giant tops or magic hammers um, that suddenly don't break uh, to solve the puzzles and problems. Um, what do you do when your Master Sword breaks? So let's start off with that. Do we? What are we kind of thinking for uh, Breath of the Wild for weapons? Um, it's a lot of crafting. Uh, it's a lot of crafting, isn't it? From what I've kind of seen, of weapons too. Well, I would think the high-end weapons like Master Sword would be uh, unbreakable. Yeah, I yeah. don't think the Master Sword would break. <laughs> that would kind of be uh, no. that would almost anger the obsessed fans. The idea of the Master Sword being weak enough to break. Yeah, I can't imagine. And like the idea of you know seeking after weapons and and things like that that are that are enchanted or you know there's some sort of a there's some there there's something special about them so they aren't destroyed. I think that would be possible. I think another piece to this uh, that we did see in a lot of the stuff, even at E3, was the fact that that Sheikah slate comes with a lot of you can get different what is it different runes for them that basically activate different abilities. Like in the in a lot of the E3 stuff, there was stuff like the uh, like a magnet or mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that, right? And so I think that a lot of that Sheikah slate it, it's it's going to be a little bit weird, I think, but even in the trailer, like we saw, I, I think that'll cover some of it, but also there will be other things. You know, there are still things like the iron boots. There's the sailcloth. There's, uh, there's different things like that that are not necessarily gear, but they are, uh, they are still items that, and I'm assuming that, that if it's a key item, then it's just, it doesn't have a durability value. It's just, it just doesn't break. So that would be my guess. Okay. Well, I think uh, that being said, that like you know, will we see the items? Yes, but will we probably see less of them? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. So just kind of, I just want to put a reference as I read his second question. His email came into us on January eighth before the switch reveal. So some of these questions I think are kind of answered, but I just want to read them anyways. Uh, he says, it seems a world of toys to life gaming is on the decline, and I'm just wondering what you guys think or thought about the possibilities of the Switch. I just got LEGO Dimensions for Christmas, and I'm loving the game on my Wii U, but now I have concerns I won't be able to play it on the Switch. With the mobility of the gamepad, I doubt parents will be wanting to carry a case of, uh, of losable LEGOs with them, so maybe it'll be a home um, home mode-only game. Definitely something I've been asking for, uh, or I'm going to ask at a preview event. Thanks for discussing my questions, and I'll get my Switch findings to you ASAP on the 28th. Uh, and that's from Pajama Prime. So actually, what Michael's talking about is he's actually going hands-on in Toronto on the 28th, and he's going to be a correspondence for us kind of in Toronto uh, and uh, shoot some footage and record some video and uh, audio and send it to us uh, to play on the show. So that's pretty fantastic. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, are, what about... Uh, uh, so Toys well, Life on. I, it was kind of answered a bit, right? But. I actually read a report, uh, or you know, from a guy who was at the actual, you know, I guess after day after whatever hands on, who played the Skylanders uh, Imaginators starter set, and he said that when he scanned the amiibo or, or the or the Skylander to the 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 Switch, that it saved it permanently. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard that too. So basically, instead of having instead of having uh, all of these that you have to have on this platform at all times, instead, what did they call it, Marty? Like a digital vault or something? 
And so once it's scanned in there, right. then it's then the the whole reason being like, no, you don't want to have to take all of those with you on the bus or on the go or whatever. So just scan them in at home. And then when you go, when you're on the go, you have access to all of them uh, again. Was, was that for the imaginator stuff, Marty, or is that Amiibo? That was for imaginators. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be, I could see them doing the same thing. I mean, if they're going to implement that for one game, why not do it for everything? Yeah. And that's yeah. going to be up to no. each individual the, developer. But, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, gonna say that's, that's, yeah, I was going to say, depending if it's done on a game level or a system level of where this vault resides. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's in the game level, but. Okay. Cool. All right. Good question. Uh, next question comes from Ryan. Hey, Nintendo dads. I'm very excited about the Nintendo switch. I am on the hype train. However, I'm concerned with what we don't know. And he has a custom commentary. So we're going to go through this. Online features, especially voice chat. Reggie implied that it was through the phone app only. Uh, we kind of spoke a little bit in that show earlier, so I don't think we need to really kind of uh, rehash that. But from everything that we're hearing, it is an app that you would download. Uh, the next part, virtual console. What will be available and can games uh, that I have already been uh, purchased be transferred for free? Guys, roundtable on this. What do you think? Uh, they have said Reggie, Reggie again, commented on this. I know that, that, and all that he's willing, all of that he has willingly said so far is anything that you bought on the Wii U or the 3DS. If you have a, my Nintendo account or just a Nintendo account in general, um, if you've bought it on the eShop, they know. And so, and so they have a record of that and he was being, he was acting pretty coy about that. But the fact that he, he brought it up that they know what it is tells me that they have something planned i so you my guess is you won't have to pay full price for everything but um that they i don't necessarily think that that means you're just they're just transferring it over for free either i think that we probably are going to see a similar thing from the wii to the wii u where you pay a little bit of an upgrade fee that would be my guess i I can kind of see there being a break with the wii seeing as how its online infrastructure was so different than the wii u's where, you know, I mean, like there was there was uh, a lot of the games, I mean, especially like Mario Kart, Wii, you couldn't update it. You couldn't do anything because of the way the online was done. So maybe there's an issue with bringing those games over from that to the to the to the virtual console. Yeah, and so Switch. information I heard from Sir McNulty pretty much said the same thing that, you know, Wii U and 3DS information can be accessed, but anything purchased on the Wii cannot. Right. And so what I would, what I would suggest to anybody at home who's, who has this great library of virtual console games that are in your Wii mode on your Wii U and you haven't paid the conversion cost to get the, the, the Wii U virtual console version, I would suggest, go, go, go. (laughs) I would suggest go and buy that for a dollar or $2 or whatever it is, get all of those upgraded things so that you will then qualify for the discounts on the switch uh, which are likely to come. That would be my yeah. that would be my advice. Right, Josh. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's going to be to where certain ones you will be able to bring over. I think Nintendo will probably charge a fee because that's usually what they do. Um, but yeah, I would hope so. I mean, like, how many times do I have to buy Super Mario Brothers three before I officially just own the thing? Tell me about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, next question he asks is: Can we and Wii U controllers work with the Switch? Uh, that's a great question. I have not read anything that any backwards no. compatibility hardware works in any capacity with the Switch. Is anyone countering me on that? I'd say don't count on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say no. Yeah, 
I think Nintendo yeah. wants to kind of really differentiate themselves with that branding at this point. Um, I would actually really like to be able to hook up a Wii remote for certain things. I mean, a, a virtual yeah. console game or whatever. Uh, but I think Nintendo just really wants to get away from that brand at this point. And so it's a little unfortunate because, like I said, you know, so many people have Wii remotes. It would have been nice, but uh, I yeah. don't think so. That actually reminds me of the uh, of an issue, you know, like... I think initially I've been seeing people say, oh, the right Joy-Con has that IR sensor on the bottom or the, the camera. Yeah, that that really – I did not know that and somebody brought it to my attention. I'm like really worried now because it's like how am I going to play a first-person shooter? How am I going to play Pikmin? Like what is going on? Why is that not in the top of the thing? Well, and not only that but like where is the sensor bar, right? Like the, the Switch doesn't have a sensor bar, which means any Wii game – like there's not going to be like, like, a, like a Wii virtual console because there's no sensor bar. Right, it's not like you can just point the bottom of the Joy-Con at the TV and it's going to work like a Wii remote. That's not. Somebody it, was saying that it's in the dock. I've heard people say that it's in one of the controllers. Has something that could be functioning as an IR. I don't know if that's true, but those are the couple of the things that I've heard. Um, doesn't doesn't the screen just poke just a little bit over the dock? Maybe the screen is the sensor. They would have it said that though. Like I feel yeah, like they would have said no. that. Would they have? Would they? Well, they didn't talk about. They didn't talk about many. Things. So there's a lot yeah, of things yeah. they would have but said. But they, they yeah, would have I mean, pointed out stuff on those. That, all the things that we said, they would have done that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's but part I would be of totally bummed if that camera, if that camera really is just to like uh, hold it up to your mouth and pretend you're eating a hamburger and also like play rock, paper, scissors, if that's what that camera does and I can't use that to play a first person shooter somehow or like point at the screen, man, that is a weird, weird like that's a huge uh, miss. Miss, yeah. That I, I have no idea why they would want that pointing at you other than to pretend you're eating cheeseburgers, in which case you could just flip it around. I wonder if you know I, I wonder mean? Like if I could you take could a weird yeah. and flip it towards me. So. I wonder if you could use that to read QR codes uh, or something like that. Like that's the only other thing I can think of is to have something like a QR code, which they've used a lot before, um, and and to have some sort of a scanner, but. That's it. Also, the Pro Controller doesn't have that IR sensor, does it? I think that's the only functionality from the Joy-Cons that it hasn't carried over to the Pro Controller. That's something I have to check out, but um, cool. anyways. Next question he asks is, if you purchase a, a Switch game card, so a, a physical copy, can it be installed onto the Switch so that you don't have to carry around the game card around? Uh, I have not heard kind of like a, I doubt a I would, down I would, drop. I would guess no. Yeah. yeah Nintendo's really finicky of like, I don't want to be like, hey, Marty, can I borrow your copy of One Two Switch? Right, and then it drops. Uh, like they're they're pretty finicky about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would Josh, say I would say no. Josh counters on that. Or do you think it's pretty square? Uh, what was the question again? Uh, if I if they if basically if you have a physical disc or the physical cartridge put in mm -hmm. my Switch, if I can basically download that onto my hard drive on the Switch uh, and then oh, take the, the cartridge out. No, Nintendo's not gonna let you do that. No. Yeah. I'd no. say if you're I mean, worried, they haven't, they haven't confirmed it, but we're gonna say definitely not. I if mean, this is the company that was so afraid of piracy, they made mini little baby discs for the GameCube instead of going with a full disc. I yeah. mean, yeah. Nintendo's pretty against piracy, and they would probably be worried that would somehow make it easier to pirate the game. If that is a concern for you, and you want to be able to carry a bunch, go and buy a bit like the biggest SD card that you can find and buy digital. <laughs> That's that like that. Well, you know what would be cool? Uh, a couple of indie developers have done on this. Uh, Jules Watson from Renegade mm -hmm. Kid. When you buy uh, when you buy Mutant Muds, you get a digital copy and you can get the physical copy. Oh, I, mean, I believe I'm, I'm, something like that. So you can get for a small fee. 
Am I losing everybody or are I just losing huh? Josh? No, I... Okay, my internet's being stupid. No, sorry, no, we, we're hearing Josh just fine. All right, sorry. Go ahead then. Continue. So, can you say that again, Josh? No. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. <laughs> please? Please? Uh, no, I think one of the solutions to that could be uh, if games allow you to buy the – if you buy the retail version, there's a little code to download the digital version as well. Uh, they do that with movies a lot these days, and there have even been some indie developers that have done this. Um, I think Jules from Renegade Kid, who is now a Tui, that's his new development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I, I'm pretty sure they offered some sort of code thing where you could have it digital or retail. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Uh, but there, there's definitely that's something they could do if enough people wanted it. Sure. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And the final commentary that says here is I don't think Nintendo is holding out any more good news with the Switch, at least not any bombshells. I think that they had uh, if they had anything else really good to say, they would have already said it. I'm afraid that they uh, that we won't like the answers. We get the questions that uh, have yet to be answered. I'm hoping I'm wrong. What do you guys think? So basically, uh, Nintendo hasn't told us everything because what they're about to tell us isn't great. What are your thoughts? Uh, I would, I, I guess, my only rebuttal to that is they just announced a new Fire Emblem game for 2018 today for Switch. So that's not. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily count on that. I think that they they have given us as much as they uh, like. They've given probably for the near the near future. I think that you're probably right, but I think that they, if you are looking at the at the long game, there's still much more good to come. And there's, I hate to tell you, it's Nintendo. They're going to screw stuff up. It's going to be bumpy, but we're also going to be playing really fun games at the same time. And so enjoy mm-hmm. the fun games that we've got and don't be so critical and just, and just relax a little bit and enjoy the games. You know, when, when March 3rd rolls around, sure. Then the online and stuff's probably not going to be as great as it, as it could be. And you know, the, all sorts of stuff is going to be going on. The virtual console probably won't be up yet and all that stuff. But instead, you know what? Just shut up and sit down and play Zelda and enjoy it. And like, that's, <laughs> that's honestly like you, we don't have to be critical about this. We can, every single console launch always has hiccups. There's always problems. And every single time we act like we're surprised by it and that this is huge, terrible thing and it's going to happen enjoy the games that come out anyways or don't your choice but that's like if you manage your expectations going into this then you're going to be able to enjoy it for what it is instead of instead of spending all of that time that you could be enjoying Zelda or whatever else you want to play um spending that time you're going to just be whining and complaining instead and that's not fun just go play Zelda and have fun instead i don't know Soapbox. Hey, I, I don't uh, want to manage my expectations. I want to be fake internet mad all the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got a, a quick review here in a couple of moments I want to, I want to do. But before, because I know, Josh, you've spent so much time with us today. I want to ask you, uh, sir, your enthusiasm for snipper clips. Oh, we haven't talked uh, about snipper clips. Talk to me about that. Oh, so it's imagine if the greatest game was made. Well, that's snipper clips. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I are guess you, I'll... Are you genuinely excited for this, or are you, oh, are you trolling a bit? Oh, no, I'm, dude, I'm so... <laughs> I'm genuinely 100% excited for Snipper... Have you seen Snipper Clips? Did, Justin, did you, a, watch, did, a, did you watch the Treehouse thing of it yet? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, oh you need why. to go do that. Oh, you need this to watch this. So, this is why I'm trying to figure out, am I being trolled? Are no, no, this is no, literally, this like, is... the best game that's going to be... Other than Zelda, this is the best game that's on Switch in March. Absolutely. Yeah, I, okay, so I agree. Josh, yeah, I want you. To, I want you to sell me on it. Okay, so the, imagine two 
cute but also very awkward and weird and disturbing pieces of paper, very cartoony art style. Uh, you have to solve puzzles in this co-op game. It's also for four people. We haven't seen the four-player puzzles yet. Oh, it Essentially, is? I didn't know that. Imagine, what's that? I had no idea it was four-player. Yeah, there's four-player too. Oh my gosh, it. dude, that's awesome. So here's an example of a puzzle, Justin. You play. You're both playing as two little triangle sh- or uh, rectangle-shaped pieces of paper, right? It's got kind of a 2D side-scrolling look to it, except it doesn't side-scroll from what I've seen. The puzzle is this. There's a pencil. You need to get it into a little pencil sharpener, and it's on the ceiling. So the way you do this together is you cut into each other's shape of their body so that they could somehow grab the pencil and then bring it over to the pencil sharpener. Another example, there's balloons that you have to pop. So you cut your partner into like a pointy shape so that they can jump on your head and then start popping the balloons. Or... There's a basketball. You got to pick up a basketball somehow. But how are you going to do that? You're a little piece of paper. You're a square piece of paper. You can't pick up a basketball. You got no arms. So what you got to do is one of them gets on. Well, one of the ways you can do it is jump on your partner's head and start shaving away at their head to make kind of a half circle shape into their head so that they can then scoop up the basketball, then jump on your head and slam dunk the basketball to complete the puzzle. If you saw this, if you saw the expressions these little paper characters oh, the make when it's happening. Oh, the animation's great, yeah. They, yeah, they so, are so happy to have their heads this, shaved and away. This is, and this is digital only, right? As I recall, it is a twenty dollars. It is like, digital only. Yeah, yes. twenty bucks. Yeah, it is nineteen ninety nine. My kids are. I think my kids are going to love this. I think this, so. Yeah, and this feels like a fun family game. It's fun for families. It's fun for people who like uh, messing with each other. For example, you just go up to your friend and just start cutting them all together. You will respawn. There's a button where you can respawn your shape. Yeah. Um, but you can mess with each other. You work together. It's just like it's one of those games that is just so magical when you see it it's just like oh my god this yeah, is a go, nintendo game this is do yourself a favor so and go a, watch the tree day one thing. purchase for you eh? I, it's a it's a negative day one purchase i'm gonna get <laughs> it pre-ordered for, for, yeah, it's digitally pre-ordered for an e-shop that doesn't work yet he's gonna get he's gonna get a review copy yeah. no i'm real i yeah seriously justin do yourself a favor and go watch that treehouse video because it will sell you on it it sold me on it instantly yeah. it, it looks it looks really like really a, great I've really heard that from a lot of people that when they, it's like, what snipper clips watches the treehouse? Oh my God, I have to get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, from a parenting perspective, there, there are definitely games that are lining up that I definitely want to get our hands. on. I think from our, from our perspective, from the show to review from parenting and, and playing with our kids. And I think one, two switch is an example. I think arms is an example and snipper clips is definitely a huge example. I think uh, mm-hmm. to understand kind of where that party family couch co-op, uh, environment is and, and that brings people together. And I think for me, that sometimes feels a little bit of what's missing in this lineup right now. But I'm very happy to hear that you're excited by that. So I can't wait to try it. I wonder, can you play online? Like, could I play with you at the same time? Uh, I don't think it's online. No, I think it is just local. I think a lot of the fun is you're on the couch together, you're messing with each other, you're yelling at each other. Um, so it might be one of those things that kind of loses some of its appeal if you were playing online. Um, Does it have a single player mode links. or? I, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if there's a single player. I would imagine there is. Maybe you control each character with a different side of the Joy-Con or something. They weren't talking about the single player just yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even like a like like just having a button where you swap between the two guys or something. But that that it yeah, see, that could be it. It absolutely seems like a game that is designed to be played with two players. Right. I don't know why you'd play it by yourself, to be totally honest. So if it if it even doesn't have, maybe there are separate puzzles that are just for one player. You know, but then, you know, you couldn't do that because you need to cut into the other person. I don't know. They didn't detail the one you player. Can, you can play by yourself. Oh, you can. Uh, of course you can play by yourself. On Nintendo.com. Oh, we're, we're not the same thing. I'm sorry. I missed it. 
On and Nintendo.com, the little page for Snipper Clips says, um, solve basic and advanced puzzles by yourself or with a friend in the main game. Okay. Well, I don't know how that would work. That's interesting. We'll have to see. Uh, Justin, click one of those links I just put in the uh, chat because we I feel like we need to get your reaction to seeing this stuff. Yep. In this episode. That's a do- that's uh that's adorable. Especially <laughs> the uh, the animated GIF link, the second one that I the put. The facial expressions. <laughs> Hold on. The animated GIF would be how you get the basketball. He's just kind of shaving away the uh, character's head there, and he lo- loves it so much for some reason. <laughs> okay, so I watched the first one. Yeah, the first one looks really good. And you go on the second one, eh? Okay, let's check this out. Should just be an animated GIF of showing okay. you the characters and <laughs> their facial expressions. It's pretty fantastic. It's it's yeah. a magical game. It's got a great art style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's very cool. It's like graph paper in the background. It looks like like yeah. post stamps too, and mm-hmm. that's really quite cool. Actually, I like that. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. now, it's and is great. and is this one actually done by Nintendo or is it a third? Party? Oh yeah, no, it's Nintendo. It, it's Nintendo. It's one of Nintendo's teams. I don't know if they announced it yet. It's definitely giving me some major uh, skip vibes. You know, Chibi Robo Team and all that because it has a lot of weird, bizarre things going on. Yeah. I don't know if it's that team, but uh, whatever team it is, they're not getting paid em- enough money for how magnificent they are. That's all I got to say. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Okay, Josh, you sold me. It's going to be day one. Pre- all right. Nice. Plus one sale you, for you've, ad- you've advocated for one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, so anything else as we kind of wrap up? Justin, that's it? We're good with that? Uh, I just have one review that someone wrote for us. Yeah, go for review. it, dude. Let's do it. Just changing the world. All right. This comes from uh, Fenton Day from Australia. Hey, guys, I just want to say I love the show. I'm 40 years old, and I still can't get enough of Nintendo. I think it's in my blood for the very first time that I got my NES and Game & Watch days. I have pre-ordered my Nintendo Switch, and no word of a lie, it's over $1,000 Australian. Oh. I pretty much got <laughs> one of everything as I work away from home. This is not cheap, but I think it's worth it. Keep up the amazing work you guys do, all uh, that you all do. Uh, Drew Day, and he provided his uh, Nintendo ID as well, which we can uh, connect with him on uh, on our network as I do. So yeah, um, Fenton, thanks very much for doing that. I appreciate that. That was uh, Fenton Day, Drew Day. Thanks so much for uh, the iTunes review. And man, that is a lot of money. Uh, I was bitching about my Canadian currency, but my friend, that is that is crazy. Uh, but yeah, that is awesome. Thank you, and we'll hook you up on uh, Nintendo Network. iTunes reviews changed the world, man. That's awesome. Uh, so as we kind of round out here, round out the show and I pull up the music, uh, Josh, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. It's always awesome having you on. And, uh, and I'm glad that I, I'm glad that we got the, the Nintendo loving Josh back. Uh, I feel, yeah, the Nintendo loving Josh <laughs> is back. He's alive again. And if I wake up with a big grin on my face, <laughs> just like just whistling uh, in the yeah. shower, all of that. Right. It, I'm like a Disney character now, walking around nonstop happy. It's almost creepy, actually. Birds so, chirping okay. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, little bluebirds flying to my window. Do you yeah. walk with more than three frames of animation? <laughs> uh, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> well, where can, fi- where can people find you online, Josh? They can find me at the BitBlock on YouTube. And uh, what's my Twitter? <laughs> I'm on Twitter as well. Oh, Joshy Funtime on Twitter. <laughs> Right on. Very and cool. Josh, he is fun time on Twitter. Absolutely. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah. Well, again, it's always awesome to have you on the show and uh, feel free to come by anytime. So it's always, it's always awesome to be on with you gentlemen. Right on. Uh, Justin, do we have anything as we finish up the show here? Obviously people need to be playing a link to the past this month for retro rewind. Uh, what else we got? 
Uh, well, I think a couple of the things that we definitely have to do is big out to, to our amazing Patreon supporters who are helping us, keeping us live, uh, loud, independent on the air, doing what we do, creating amazing content. We've had more and more Patreon supporters uh, in the last couple of weeks supporting us. Thank you so much. And of course, big shout and big thanks to our $30 a month supporters, uh, the trio of awesomeness. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. You know who you are. Um, and also, don't forget, guys, if you're wanting to do that uh, one-up box, head over to oneupbox.com. Use the offer code Nintendo Dads. Back to you, Zach. Right on. Well, with that, everybody, I think uh, I think that'll do for, for this show. And uh, thanks, everybody, again for being on. If you want to follow us on all of the social medias, you can absolutely do that. Go to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Nintendo Dads. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so, nintendodads at gmail.com. Head over to Twitch or YouTube to find some video stuff that we do as well. Uh, more YouTube than Twitch. You know, we don't do a whole lot on Twitch. But, hey, with because of Patreon people, that is likely coming in the in the near future at some point uh we're working on that figuring out the details but uh head over to there and find us on uh you know just look for nintendo dads you'll find us if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail you can do so at 929-25-N-DADS that's 929-256-3237 huge thanks to oc remix for our music throughout the show as well as to both carter johnson and adam leonard for their awesome artwork uh, and of course, if you want to change the world, go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Written reviews are even better. That is what helps spread the Nintendo Dad's love and gospel across the globe. Uh, just like just like the review that you heard today, you can you felt it. You felt how the world changed. And you can be a part of that change by going and leaving your own review as well. It doesn't take very long. Uh, so huge thanks to everybody who does that for us. Of course, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and, of course, over at VGTribune.com. For me, for Justin, for Jesse, for Marty, and for Josh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads.